everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtz. But with me, as always, is the uh, Grand Pooh by himself, George Rogers. <laughs> nice. You like that? You like that? Like literally, that. literally popped into my head. Yeah. So um, welcome back to the 666 Weeks of Horror. And we are on part eight. Uh, obviously, yesterday, at the time we're recording this episode, this is a Monday night. But this is a makeup episode um, for... Uh, you know, we missed we're, we're two episodes behind because um, of a uh, little hectic scheduling. So this is a makeup episode. Um, so you're going to get you're technically going to get three episodes this week and three episodes next week for. So you are lucky for you guys. Right. So um, you'll hear this tomorrow. I'll post this Tuesday. Um, so at the time you're hearing this, you obviously posted it. But no, this is recorded Monday night. So before Monday Night Football. So before my bills circle the wagons, circle the wagons. <laughs> And uh, we're doing uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, this case, this is actually, if, if you remember correctly, this was supposed to be reviewed back, I believe, in July, right, George? This was supposed to be, re- we were supposed August. to do it when it came out, yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to be the weekend it came out. I'm trying to remember what held that up. <clears throat> I think, uh, no, this was May. We were supposed to do this in May. May? I wonder, how, I wonder what held that up. You know, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, I don't really know. I know I remember not doing an episode that week and I don't remember why. So uh, anyway, here we got it now. Um, and uh, here we are. So hope you're enjoying the six, six, six weeks of horror. I know it's a little bit more spaced out than last year, but we're getting back on the ball things. Um, I'm loving it as usual, man. I mean, George and I love horror movies and I love reviewing horror movies and it's great. And um, hope you enjoy. <clears throat> excuse me. Hope you enjoyed an interview uh, with the vampire. Um, I will say right now, I'm pretty sure I misspoke in that podcast. I'm pretty because I actually always thought the movie was called Interview with, with a Vampire. So I'm pretty sure I misspoke in that podcast. And then I was <clears throat> looking up uh, the poster to put up yesterday on, on the Instagram page. And I was like, duh, it's the. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I was yesterday year was old when I found out. <laughs> this whole time you've been getting the movie wrong. <laughs> so I have I haven't listened to the playback yet. So um yeah, Amy said it's pretty good. She listened to it today. Yeah, did she good? Good. I'm glad she was on too. So um yeah, I just I haven't had a chance to listen to it today. So uh, I'll probably listen to it to tomorrow. Um but um yeah, I hope you enjoyed that episode. That was a great episode. Um it was good to have Amy on because she's very knowledgeable of the book. So it was good to have a nice contrast of, you know, movie verse book and everything. So, um, but here today, we're here to do uh, a zombie movie. This is the first zombie movie we've done on this channel. Yeah. Because we didn't do that one last year either. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of the genre. Um, I do like both the Zach's movies. Um, yeah. I like the original Night of the Living Dead. I'm a fan. It's a classic. Um, and I'm a fan of the original Dawn of the Dead. But I'm not a fan of the Return of the Living Dead movies. They're a little too campy for me. I didn't like Land of the Dead. Um, I do like 28 Days Later, but I didn't like 28 Weeks Later. Um, you know, I like Shaun of the Dead. But I mean, that's pretty much the extent of what I like of of zombie movies. It's, it's like those five or six titles. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I really don't like the zombie genre in general. I mean, yeah. outside of Dawn of the Dead, uh, maybe the original Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I don't really have too much for zombies. I understand it. it it's a popular mm. subject right now. Uh, the Walking Dead is in its, I don't know, 
uh, 20th season. I can't Too long of the season? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead, which I do watch on occasion when Amy's watching it. I'm not a devout watcher, but yeah. if, if I'm in the room and she happens to watch, I, I will typically follow along. Mm. Um, but I'm not, I, I just, I get nothing from it. Yeah. I think that's why I kind of like both of Zach's movies because I'm not devoted to the genre. So when there's changes made, um, I'm okay with it. And I think that's, that's why, because I'm not one of those people who are like zombies got to be slow and dumb and stuff like that. Like, so like when 2004 comes around, you know, and James Gunn and Zack Snyder team up to make, um, you know, the remake and they make them fast and kind of visceral zombies. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Like, this is actually kind of, I, I mean, obviously I, I wasn't scared, but I'm saying like in real life, I'd shit my pants if I saw a zombie running. Especially, especially if they're running faster than you. Exactly. You know? So <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, that was a cool reimagining of the genre. And I feel the same about this movie too. Like, you know, we'll get into it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those people that thought this movie was like, you know, because there's a the whole controversy with, you know, Zach and Warbrush stuff like that. So I think people were kind of like, oh, my God, it's phenomenal. I think it's a great zombie movie. Um, but like, I wouldn't go out of my and be like, wow, this is like one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I mean, I think it's a great zombie movie and I think it's a good movie. Um, I don't really have a lot of complaints with it, you know, and I've said it a million times. Zach is my is probably my favorite modern day director. Well, that, um, I mean, th- you know, this but- had a pretty. Um, like this had a pretty decent cast. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it a great cast like the mm-hmm. cast. Of, uh, of the 2004 Dawn of the Dead was. I mean, you yeah. had Ving Rhames, you had uh, Ken Forey in a in a um, in a cameo appearance. Sarah Paul. Max Headroom. Thanks. He was not in that. Yes, he was. He was. He was the dude. That's right. He was. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. The dude that turned into a zombie. His daughter had to kill him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thanks for that Max Headroom reference for a show that was all before you were born. Beef and pork. <laughs> Welcome to Cafe Eighties. It's, it's always morning, morning in the afternoon, whatever. It's it morning, or evening, the afternoon. You <laughs> <laughs> must have the hostage special. <laughs> it always it comes, comes back. Always comes, comes back. back to back to the future. Yep. But yeah, I'm ready to jump in. If you're uh ready to rock and roll mm-hmm. george uh, uh you saw you you watched this on netflix right i can't remember you didn't go to the theater say i did not see this in theater so i saw this on netflix in fact i you came over the day that i watched that i was watching we it. did watch it together that's right yeah. yeah i was already like halfway through it when you yeah over. um so i did see this in theaters because i i love going to the movies um so i saw this uh it, and it was it was a limited release i know a lot of people like to say we'll do make any money well it was in like 600 theaters across the country you know, it was in, it was just it was in Cinemarks. Like, I don't yeah. know. And, and they gave, they gave him a, they gave him a theatrical release and it was in, it was in like 600 Cinemarks in the country. And, yeah. um, I think that was a little bit of a mistake because he filmed it in IMAX. So, the, so the picture didn't fit the screen too well. Um, but like it didn't ruin anything for me. So, and it was cool because I think at that point, that had only been the second movie back in theaters for me because we went and saw One Room in 84. Um, and I don't think anything came out after that. Didn't we see Godzilla versus Kong at theaters? No, we watched it at your, at your house, and that's this was still before that, though. No, it wasn't Godzilla versus Kong was in, was 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 uh, before the Snyder Cut. No, it was after the Snyder Cut, like a week after. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, we didn't go to the. We wanted to, and then we just decided to watch it at your place. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So this was like the second movie back in theaters for me this year. And I was like, of course, it's it's, Zach, it's a Zack Snyder film. You know, it could have been any director I like, you know, I, I probably would have went and, and saw it, you know, and um, it was it, it was it was cool. I liked it. I and mean, it was great. There was like one other person in the theater, which was like perfect. You know, I mean, that's um, how it is now. I mean, I went, you know, just like you uh, a couple weeks ago, went and saw uh, No Time to Die in theaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I my showing was I mean, packed, though. I mean, your your showing was packed. The yeah. showing I went to, it was me, Amy, and I don't know, maybe ten or twelve other people. And you went opening, didn't you? Go Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah, you went op- You went like you know pre-show opening night. I and I went to advanced screening on a Wednesday night at IMAX, and my like outside of the first two rows, that state that stadium that uh yeah stadium yeah yeah that that uh yeah that uh that showing was almost pretty much full i couldn't believe how full it was so um um i mean we just need to maybe i don't want to say face facts to a point but i mm. mean we're at a time now covid has kind of turned a lot of people off to yeah to go into the theater i mean even now it's still i mean even with the delta variant it's still relatively safe i mean you don't i mean it just mm-hmm. says mass recommended on the theaters you don't have to wear them when you go in yeah you know there's no you know it, it it's no more dangerous than going to walmart or or going to target or, or anywhere else that's exactly. gonna have you know at, at, at least 50 times more people mm-hmm. you know we just need to kind of maybe not i don't want to say not live in fear because i know you know I, I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it. I know like the Delta variant is, you know, it mm-hmm. is, you know, it is no joke. And it's hell, I mean, hell, COVID fucking Colin Powell just died of COVID. You know? Yeah. Um, um, no, I mean, so it's, it's, it's a serious thing. It, it's a serious thing. But at the same point, I don't, uh, if I want to go to the theater, I'm going to go to the theater. Mm-hmm. I was glad they were able to open back up. I mean, there are movies I want to see in theaters. For sure. I still haven't gotten a chance to see Venom yet. I do want to go to that's and, and that's only in theaters. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I could watch it at home even if I wanted to. Well, I believe we're, we're all you're seeing Dune this week. You're planning to, right? That's the plan. I, I'm planning to see it too. I'm hoping to get to see it this week. I mean, it, for me, it's just about like if I kind of feel like going because it's, I kind of want to see it in IMAX, but I don't want to spend like the $25 to fucking go see it in IMAX right now, you know? But um, I do plan on seeing that. Um, and I know our buddy Chris, who's on a lot. He, I know he's got his ticket. I think he said Friday night. I think he's going. I don't remember. He bought it as soon as they were available. He's if I buy this, Jason Moe will make out with me. <laughs> so, um, all right, uh, let's um, let me pull this up and we'll uh, we'll start kicking, kicking and sc- kicking and screaming, kicking ass. Um, now, listen, I do believe if this movie would have gotten um, a wide release, it would have made money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean, but like uh, a limited release, you know, in just Cinemark theaters. I mean, how many Cinemark? I mean, there's one Cinemark here in New Jersey, and it's it's by me. As far as yeah, I know, there's some that are like like uh, I think there's one. I think the I think the closest one to me when I punched it in was in like fucking brick. Oh wow! And that's not really <laughs> close. Even a no, it's bit. not. That's still like an hour and change away. Yeah. So so we'll just say there's like a handful of Cinemarks in New Jersey. We'll just we'll guesstimate. I mean. You know, I mean, even, you know, because this is before I moved down in, you know, in the, with with my roommates, that's like a 30 minute drive for me, mm-hmm. you know, from Delanco to Summerdale is just about 30 minutes. So, like, I had to travel 30 minutes to see this film because I wanted to go and support Zack Snyder and I wanted to go to the theaters, you know, I, you know, so um, I firmly believe if this would have gotten a wide release, it would have made, uh, you know, the, 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 it would have made a good, a good amount of money. I mean, it, it was, I mean, really- no, you give it a wide, you give it a wide release and you release it at the right point. Like say, you know, maybe you just 
push it back a little bit from May to the beginning of October. If this comes out the same weekend as Venom, this does, uh, I think this does gangbusters. Well, this was, as of right now, it's the most watched original Netflix film on the platform at 75 million views in the first four weeks. Oh, that's weird. Netflix can track how many views something mm -hmm. has. Huh. Mm -hmm. It's weird. It's almost yeah. like there's another movie that was released by Zack Snyder that we just will never get the actual final totals on nope. because, you know, some parent companies are pissed <laughs> that it got a lot of that it got a lot of attention mm -hmm. and it got a lot of traction and, you know, got mm -hmm. a very strong fan base. So we're just going to bury those numbers, stick them in the drunk drawer with the uh, with the loose zip ties and the broken extension cord. So <laughs> don't allow, ever find out. Mm -mm. Fuck you. If this movie, if this movie got 75 million views stream, I mean, obviously Netflix is a bigger platform. Of course, it's the biggest streaming platform in the world. But if this movie in a super niche genre, not just horror, but zombies, you mean tell me the fucking Snyder Cut only got 2 million streams? You're out of your fucking minds. But anyway, we've, we've ranted about that. I'm sure, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fans of Biggie Garangy, we're going to do a little fandom, cover fandom coverage tomorrow night, Tuesday night. Um, I'm sure... I'm sure there's going to be some ranting too. There's going to be praising though, because there's there was some stuff in fan. Say, I'm sure there's going to be some ranting. I can guarantee there's going to be some ranting. Yeah, but there, but I don't want to come off negative because no. even though I thought fandom itself was awful, there is unfortunately I don't want to say unfortunately, but there is stuff coming out from DC that I am looking forward to, and we'll talk about that tomorrow in Biggie Garage. So check that out. So, um, all right, now without any further ado, let's rock oh, and roll. So, uh, Army of the Dead. Uh, released May 14th, 2001. I don't. 2001? I did it again. I, I did that last week, too. Um, uh, what did we do last week before uh, before Vampire? Then we do Christine. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. I was saying two, for 2001. Oh, no, I did during Bond. I oh, yeah. I, I kept saying 2001 for some reason. <clears throat> I'm not used to this new the reviewing new movies. So now, this is this yeah, well, this is only like the fourth current movie we've done i think so excuse me a little dryden like us uh may 14th 2021 and that was its release in the states uh it's not showing uh, may 24th is first is when it got released um on uh on netflix so um on, on a budget of 70 to 90 million dollars so it was a low budget movie you know what i mean um and it's it's box office was only a million. But again, it wasn't I, I don't think it stayed more than like two weeks in the theaters. And of course, you know, once it hits Netflix, people were just like, well, I'll just watch on Netflix. You know what I mean? So uh, directed by Zack Snyder, written by a uh, screenplay by Zack Snyder, Shay Hayton and uh, Joby Harold. Story by Zack Snyder, produced by Deborah Snyder, Wesley Collier and Zack Snyder. Cinematography by Zack Snyder, music by Tom Holkenberg. Or Junkie XL, you know him by. Starring Dave Batista, Ella Purnell, Amari Hardrick, uh, Anna De La Ruggera, Theo Rossi, Matthias Schweighofer, Nora uh, Arne Arnezider, um, Hiroyuki Sanada, Tig Notaro, Raul Castilla, uh, Huma, Huma, I, I don't want to butcher um, her name, but uh, I apologize if I do, uh, Quaresha, and Garrett Dillahunt. Um, and a uh, little, uh, little tidbit about this movie, if you didn't know, Tig Notaro's scenes were completely shot and rotoscoped into the movie because they had to, they removed Chris Delia out of the film. So she didn't shoot a single scene with the cast. Nope, not a one. Not a one. Uh, and this also filmed 
oddly enough, uh, I remember talking about this when I found it out. This was the movie that was filming down in Atlantic City <clears throat> when we were at NJ HorrorCon. Yeah. I, 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 that's why that's why it was upstairs because they were filming downstairs in the showboat. Yep. And I I I I can't believe we I didn't were put that two, close. <clears throat> I, we, that neither of us put two and two together that oh fuck, this is the Zack Snyder movie that's being filmed. Like I would have hunted that man out. And <laughs> <Yeah>. Batista. Zack! <laughs> Zach! Then he would have turned around like that full house thing they did. Oh god, that was great. I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> That's actually what it was. It was you found Zach and you yelled Zach and he turned around. It was like Bob Saget. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was filmed, you know, parts of it was filmed what an hour and well, an hour and like 20 minutes for me. You know, I say maybe like a little a little more than that for you. Um yeah. but you know, I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, and it's I, I've said it before, this is either my this is either my favorite or my second favorite zombie movie, because I really fucking love 28 days later, but this is up there. And I like, I like a good heist film too. And um, I really, really, really did enjoy this movie. So um, with that being said, George, do you want to rock and roll? Take it, take us away. Mm-hmm. A United there. States military convoy traveling from area 51 shock Ooh. collides with a car on the highway outside Las Vegas. The Conway, the Conway, the Conway Twitty, the convoy's cargo, a zombie escapes, killing and infecting several soldiers before heading into the city. There they infect most of the city's population after a military invention intervention fails. The government quarantines the city. So we don't need a whole lot of exposition. We don't need to know where the zombies were created, where they came from. All we know is. Uh, this one was traveling from Area 51 for one reason or another and uh, collided with a car because the chick was given a roadhead. Yeah. And as you know, if you've ever got, if you've ever been so lucky as to receive such things, it's kind of hard to concentrate and drive when you're doing that. I can't even concentrate and drive when I'm just driving. That's fact. <laughs> That's a fact. So um, um, I thought the opening was pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, um, I know some people here's bitched like, about it. They were like, oh, it was too long of an opening. And then I remember saying to myself when I went and saw um, Black Widow and I was like, this is like a 10 minute fucking musical opening when they had some piss poor version of um, I can't remember what Nirvana song it was. Um, And I was just like, ah, but people are going to love this because it's fucking it's it's the MCU. But like I was like, okay, so, yeah, they did a Viva Las Vegas, you know, open like this. Okay, it was cool. Would you? Yeah, but would, would you? But it, was rather, also, you know? but, but it was also during the opening credits. So it's, yeah. So it basically shows it. It shows you okay. This is what happened. This is why Las Vegas is under quarantine. Mm-hmm. Without giving you exposition of some guy walking out. Well, a zombie escaped into the city, and then the zombies uh, took Thanks over, and then we had to uh, quarantine the city. It's like thanks, Ted Koppel. We kind of figured out what was going on. Yeah. Um. Now there, it, which is funny enough, because that whole sequence, that that like pre-title-ish sequence, mm-hmm. um, or like that uh, that title sequence, I guess you, it would be called, is actually is the premise of the animated prequel series that they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Army of the Dead: Lost Vegas. Lost um, Vegas, yeah. And um, I kind of wish we were getting a, a, a live-action film of that because I love Batista. And it, that looked like it would. That looked like it was some like some pretty vicious zombie killing that was gonna. Get yeah, but there. you know, but when you go animated, you're um you basically the only limit is your imagination at that point. 
Yeah, and I'm really curious what it's going to look like because this is this is a joint effort between uh, Zack Snyder and Jay Oliva, and Jay Oliva is has directed some of the best DC animated movies. It's ever. funny because according to the Wikipedia page, which is just above the, the line I just read, mm-hmm. it says that it's going to be an anime series. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, not it's, it's, animated, anime. Like, yeah, well, it's still animated though. Like like Japanese, but yeah. yeah. But I'm but yeah, curious to see how it's going to be. Yeah, and then with Jay Leva at the at the helm. I exactly. Mean, good lord. Yeah, I mean, you've already sold me right there. I mean, he's literally yeah. made two of the best animated movies of all time when it comes to comic books. So, uh, if you, for those of you who don't know, it was Flashpoint Paradox and uh, and um, Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. So. But uh, I thought it was a good opening too, and I, I like the fact that they showed the uh, the uh, Zach put a little Easter egg in there of uh, UFOs. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure we'll find out what's going on because you see later in the movie too that like some of these zombies seem almost like robots. So you mean yeah. to tell me that the government was trying to weaponize zombies or alien tech to create zombies? You don't say. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> on this week's episode of X Files. Mm-hmm. Well, that was like a, there was a post that um, up in the J versus Har group on Facebook, if you guys follow that, where they said where um, I think Jay actually put a post up about he's watching or he's watching something. And he goes, oh, you know, if there's ever a, a scene where a a good natured scientist is killed, it's probably it was probably due to the evil scientist next uh, that would that was standing close by. It's like or the government. It's always the government. Yep. And then I commented, I'm like, yeah, because the evil scientist is probably working for the government. He's like, yeah, true. <laughs> six years later casino owner Bly Tanaka and his associate Martin approached former Las Vegas resident and mercenary Scott Ward about a job to recover 200 million from his casino vault in Las Vegas before the military deploys a tactical nuclear strike on the city George Bro. along with helicopter pilot Marianne Peters Am I out? Am I still here? No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, German safecracker Ludwig Dieter and Chicano sharpshooter Mikey Guzman, who brings along his associate chambers. Martin joins the team to give them access to the casino. Ward's estranged daughter, Kate, works at a quarantine camp and directs them to Lily, a smuggler familiar with the city, who also recruits Burke Cummings, an abusive camp security guard. When Kate learns Lily escorted her friend Gita into Las Vegas, Kate insists on joining the team over Ward's objections. So, just like with any other heist movie, there's always there's always some big suit who comes in and goes to someone who is able to take. You know, it's like, all right, well, let me go to someone who can take care of business. So, obviously, the guy you're going to go to is going to be Dave Bautista. Mm-hmm. That's the guy I'm going to. Damn straight, and I'm there right now. And the reason why I'm going to Dave Batista is because I don't have uh, uh, a passport to get into Canada and get Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, you know, when I when he, I um, they showed him flipping those burgers in that little joint, for some reason in my head, I was like, man, those are probably I phenomenal. bet those I bet those are great burgers. I'm telling you, they're probably fucking good, man. Like a middle of the road, middle of the fucking nowhere, um, jaunty fucking uh, uh, place like that. Yeah. A little hole in the wall diner where it's just mm-hmm. a guy in a paper hat and a stained apron that's just got years of grease on it that just makes it, it, burgers it's taste. You know, walking, he's like, Hey, have a seat. It's like, he's like Hey, guys, have a seat anywhere. Is that Batista? Is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that fucking Batista? Is he here flipping burgers? I'm like, Excuse me, are you Batista? He's like, Yeah, yeah. No, I'm Scott Ward. 
Oh, he's in character. It's like like either he's in character or we're in this fucking movie. If that's the case, (laughs) time to get back east because this ain't going to end well. We're leaving. (laughs) You have asthma and I have gout. We're not Mm outrunning anybody. Mm -mm. No, sir. But then we get the usual, you know, kind of gathering of the of the uh of the of the major players as you get mm-hmm. in any heist movie you don't get too much but you get enough oh i now i've lost george so point to my headphones i'm uh, so i've lost him for now so as he was saying we get the usual you know cast of characters being brought together and stuff like that and um you know in a, in a typical way you know you, you know you got the big guy with the money and stuff like that george back yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, all yeah. right, George is back. Okay. Yeah, I was saying, you know, it's just like any, you know, you gather all the major players. We know he has some history with Cruz and Vanderhoe. They've worked together on previous jobs. I know they had to get a, a German safe cracker. And this guy looks at the safe and he's like, I want to do this. Like it's, you know, to him, it's the pinnacle. It's the, uh, it, it, it's the top of the mountain when mm-hmm. it comes to safe cracking. There's always that one guy that you got to get who's like, I was like, oh, I got to do this. Like it's, you know, it'd be a major coup to my career. And then, you know, he found that guy, Mikey, on, facebook or on, on youtube just picking off zombies you know for for likes so i mean it's not like you know it's a it's not like a, it's like an ocean's 11 type thing you know he just found some people's like all right let's just get this crew and go in mm-hmm. and then martin joins him martin is played by garrett dillahunt who uh lost towards again so uh garrett dillahunt as as you all may know from uh you know, uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Uh, he was in Fear of the Walking Dead, uh, Terminator, Deadwood. Um, I'm, back. I'm back. Oh, George is back. Yeah. I was saying he played John Dory on Fear of the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. which uh, he was actually, in, in, in the small parts of that show I've seen, he was actually one of my favorite characters. Uh, spoiler alert, he's not around anymore. Um, oh, on the show. But, yeah. Um, but he had a, a really strong storyline. And yeah. so. Uh, I was actually, I actually liked his character a lot. Basically, he had these like ivory handle pistols. Kind of remind me of uh, Jeffrey Morgan's character from uh, Rampage. <laughs> He's never going to draw that gun. Still in his holster. I'm still waiting for him to pull that gun out. Yeah, with that ridiculous accent. <laughs> the accent nobody required him to have. Hey there, Dwayne Johnson. What are you doing here? They're like, why do you have that accent? He's a common like, oh, character. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you? <laughs> and, uh, I know him from <clears throat> I know him from Deadwood because he was Jack McCall. Oh, nice. yeah. Everyone's been on Deadwood, man. That's a that's, that's a, a that's show. a hell of a show. That's such a great show. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Lily, who is uh, what was her code name? Something like the Wolf. Yeah, some something the White Wolf, the Lone Wolf. She might have been the Lone Wolf. like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. Exactly, but, it, but she was a just a big German girl who knows her way in and out. She knows all the ins and outs of the, um, I guess we'll call it the quarantine zone, if you will, mm-hmm. the um, inside Las Vegas. So she's obviously someone you want to have with it. And and listen, I'm going to be straight up. I really did not like anything involving Batista's daughter and her entire storyline. I, I literally could have really without it. I thought it was just pure. I don't know filler. Like, come on, Zach. We don't but then this. again, at the same time, you got to think about at the end of the movie. She's the reason why everybody died. 
Yeah. So it's her stupidity that that's her penance. That's that's her. That's what she's got to live with now. So she got hers in the end. If you really think about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. And then uh, they get Burke Cummings, who is played by Theo Rossi, who uh, Marvel fans will know him as Shades from Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And I think he's played a, a thug in many other things too. I forgot somebody on the cast, Samantha Wynn, who's in like every single Zack Snyder. Uh, oh yes, yes, she was Chambers. She was like the, yeah. she was she was badass. I love her. She's great. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah, really, really so. good. And I think they really just brought him because you know he because or I think the whole reason with the, the whole Gideon thing was that just to show Burke, you know, he's you know he's the asshole guard. You know, he's that guy who's trying to shove his mm-hmm. dick in anything, and he's mm-hmm. he, he's that he's that guard. I also forgot one more person too, uh, Richard Citrone, who was Zeus, who was the main the alpha zombie, mm-hmm. uh, stuntman extraordinaire. Uh, you may know him from uh, he's he's basically Ben Affleck's Batman stunt double. So hmm. uh, he's been a ton of other stuff too. He he's uh, he's one of the best stuntmen in the business. Gotcha, gotcha. But he's After- been he's been stuntman. Oof, I didn't think I didn't think that alpha needed an alpha. <laughs> Two alphas make one super alpha. Oof. After an encounter with a zombified tiger upon entering Las Vegas, Lily wounds Cummings and explains that the group of intelligent zombies known as alphas will allow safe passage in exchange for a sacrifice. An alpha female known as the queen takes Cummings away to the Olympus Casino where the alpha leader Zeus infects him. Lily leads the team to a building full of hibernating normal zombies. Ward creates a path through the zombies with glow sticks. When Chambers accuses Martin of ulterior motives, he diverts her off the path and she wakes up zombies. After she is surrounded and bitten, Guzman shoots her, shoots the gasoline canister on her back, killing her and the surrounding zombie horde. So now we know like the purpose of Cummings going in is that he was being offered as a sacrifice to the Alpha so they can grant safe passage. Mm-hmm. So unlike other zombie movies of the past we see that there's a bit of an evolution with the zombies if you will you know they're they're a community they work together there's a group that's obviously smarter than the others you know these aren't just you know their their intent isn't just to feed like they have like like they can think they're smarter they adapt they can fight back at least the alphas the regular zombies they're fucking regular zombies what are you gonna do yeah but they're obviously lower on the food chain in that community yep which as we see you know they're kind of hibernating they don't come out during the day if i i I guess if you will um and martin i mean it chambers was a hundred percent right in thinking that martin was up to some shit because he works for fucking tanaka so it's automatically assumed that he would have an ulterior motive but the problem is when you make accusations like that he's gonna fucking He's going to take you out of the equation because you know too much. Yep. And that he did <clears throat> in a, in a roundabout way, because mm-hmm. we get our kind of first real action inside of uh, Las Vegas, outside of everything with Cummings um, is, uh, is when all the zombies wake up and attack chambers and she tries to fight him off as much as she can, but there's only, really only so much you can do when there's 30 fucking zombies, you know, hovering around you. Mm-hmm. And also, she's a, oh, go ahead. and she's the first major loss of that team as well, if you call her major character. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have something you were going to say? Something? Oh, I just forgot to mention that uh, this was technically the first movie um, Zach made after he rebranded Cruel Unusual Films to the Stone Quarry. Ah. Yeah. This is the first actual movie 
that he made after the rebranding. So mm-hmm. my mistake. No, sorry. Arriving at Bly's Casino, Ward and Kate turn on the power. Peters prepares a helicopter on the roof and Dieter works on the vault. Martin and Lily stay outside under the pretense of keeping watch, but instead lure the queen into the open. Martin beheads her and takes her head. Zeus discovers her body and returns her to the Olympus Casino, revealing that the queen was pregnant with a zombie fetus. Enraged, Zeus directs the alphas to the casino. A news report reveals the government has brought forward the nuclear strike, giving the team approximately 90 minutes. As Dieter opens the vault, Ward discovers Kate had left to look for Gita. As Ward and Cruz are about to search for her, the alphas appear and kill Cruz. Mm-hmm. So, as we said with these, with the evolution of these zombies, is they can apparently fuck. Yeah. And apparently. get pregnant. Apparently. So I'm fine with all that. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. Me zombies got to get theirs. Yeah, I mean, you know, and. I think Zeus is a really cool character too because he's got that that mask he wears. Like he was because he's he's evolved enough to figure out that he needs to protect his head, right? Which is I think is really fucking cool. And I think he's I think he's fucking cool as shit looking. Like he's standing on top of that fucking tower and he's got the fucking pike, and he's kind of got a cape, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, he looks it's a it's a badass villain. It's a badass. I mean, villain. I mean, they were called the Alphas for a reason because that dude looks like a he like he looks like a fucking Alpha. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect? He's a stunt man for. The ultimate Ben Affleck, ben Affleck something. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, he's pissed because he can, you know, as any would be father would be, if mm-hmm. their if their you know wife uh, was killed along with the fetus inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but Martin beheads the queen for. Uh, we'll find out in a minute why he beheaded the queen, but it's, it's always there's always an ulterior motive with this guy. Of course, there's. Yep, and 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 this is where we get into where uh, Kate is the reason why everyone dies because mm-hmm. she goes off to look for fucking Gita for one reason or another, and then Ward and Cruz are attacked, and Cruz ends up fucking paying the price. Here's what I here's what pisses me off more about his daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Because Gita told her to stay with her kids. Yeah, and this bitch fucking left them to go find Gita. Like, uh huh. You dumb bitch. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, she says like, "Oh, you know, you watch over my kids," and she's like, "No, I have to go get her out of it." It's like, so, so it's like, so basically, what you're saying is, mm-hmm. you don't want to take care of Gita's kids. Yep. That's a uh, that, that's what I gathered out of that. And like, my thing is, I mean, I don't like Kate at all in the movie, but at the same time, then at the end of the movie, when everybody dies, you're like, "Ha, fuck you! You gotta live with this now." You yeah. know what I mean? So maybe yeah, she's got all that money; she'll buy her happiness. <laughs> They say money can't buy happiness. Bullshit. Only poor people say that. Can't buy me love. That's also a lie because you can buy hookers. Yeah. You, you shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't, but you could. George has. What's that? You've bought hookers. Well, I had a Groupon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, that was back in the days of yore. What am I going to let that go to waste? Sure. Oh, with the uh, stocks and the, the, pillories. the pillories? Yeah. Martin traps the team in the basement, explaining that Bly only cares about the zombie head, which can create a zombie army for the government and is worth more than the money in the vault. Oh, you don't say. The government wants in on a zombie army. Is there anything that our government won't do that doesn't seem out of place in a movie? Yeah, seriously. 
I mean, shit, we saw that in in in, uh, in Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. They wanted to have the <laughs> fucking dinosaurs to fight wars. Yeah. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they start making movies about this, about what your government will do, maybe start changing the shit that your government does. That way, it doesn't seem <clears throat> believable in a movie. I agree. When he steps aside, he discovers Lily stole the queen's head, and the tiger mauls him to death. Great fucking scene, by the way. Yeah, it's a, it, that really is a great scene. Vanderhoe attempts to fight Zeus, which is also a pretty good fight, despite the fact that he gets bodied. Yeah, um, yeah he does. But he, yeah, but he's easily overpowered. Dieter sacrifices himself to get Vanderhoe into the vault safely. Ward, Lily, and Guzman make it to the lobby where zombies attack them and swarm Guzman, who detonates his grenades, killing the zombies at the cost of his own life and destroying the money he carried. Zeus confronts him on the roof. Lily distracts him with the queen's head as Ward and Peters escape. Zeus fatally impales Lily, who destroys the head by dropping it off the roof. And it made a splat sound like if you dropped a grape off the roof. Yeah, it did. That's probably the funniest part of the whole movie was a yeah. when it hit the ground. Yeah, I, got, like, I, ah. chuckled, I chuckled when I first saw that. Yeah. It, it, it's funny every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously the government's involved in some bullshit and they need this because they need to create an army because I don't know, brown people in the desert have oil and we need it. Um, yeah, I said it. I fucking said it. Yeah. Cancel me, but I'm right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that fucking tiger. Oh my God. That's a great Just scene. Fucking destroy the shit out of him. Yeah, he got fucked up. I mean, the entire last third of this movie is just action right from the belt, and it's fantastic. All it's fantastic all the way, because because right after that, Zeus ends up in the vault, and he's in the uh, and Vanderhoof's trying to fight him because he's a he's a large man who's trying to take on another large man, except he's a fucking zombie mm-hmm. and bodies the shit. But Dieter, who's like, you know, what? someone's got to get out of here, and he knows he isn't going to make it anyway because he's a skinny German man. Mm-hmm. Throws Vanderhoe in the vault and closes it and sacrifices himself. So we don't see uh we we don't see Dieter die, but it's probably assumed that uh that Zeus grabbed both of his legs and ripped them apart like a wishbone. Yeah. I would assume. Probably. I mean he's a he was like a skinny hundred pound like nothing. He was mm-hmm. he he wasn't lasting at all. But good I mean good for him though on the sacrifice side because that was a hell of a that's a, that was a hell of a Hell of a move. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Guzman, and I mean, and the entire lobby scene was great too. Yeah, that's actually my favorite part of the movie. I just, just thought it, I thought it was just that. That was great. You're just they're mo- and then like Batista puts the fucking the the uh, the big clip magazine with the uh, the two drums on, it, and he just yeah. unloads all those fucking rounds into those uh zombies that's that's my favorite part of the movie i think it's fantastic he, he looks so comfortable doing that too like he does it on weekends yeah <laughs> he's like i'm right he's like come on guys put me in expendables four this is how i handle a gun mm-hmm. which i don't know if you saw uh stallone finished filming his scenes for expendables four i saw that yeah it's his last one he says george <clears throat> so anyway not back to the expendable, so uh we go back. Sorry guys. Uh yeah, I'm back. George is back. All yeah, right, I was saying go. like the new expendables we apparently it's supposed to focus on Jason Statham as leading the team. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's fine. Oh oh, I'm deterred. It's it, it's Jason it's Jason Statham doing what Jason Statham does best. Kicking ass. Mm-hmm. 
and taking names, mm-hmm. taking names and kicking ass. Yeah. Taking ass and kicking names. Taking ass and kicking names. Yeah. Still Batista. Still Batista movie. Yeah. Um, so by the time they end up getting to the roof, it's just it's just Lily and Ward at that point. And Peters is already up there because she's been fucking around with the uh, helicopter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, like her scenes were like intercut with her trying to fix the uh, thing. And like I, I've never seen any of her stand up, but she was kind of making me a laugh though. Yeah, she movie. was great in it. I, I hadn't honestly have, have, have no idea who Tignataro is. Yeah. And I've uh, like I, I've seen this. Like I've seen some of uh Chris D'Elia stuff. Not a stamp, I've seen him on a couple shows and, and mm-hmm. he was pretty funny. So I imagine this role would have been good either way. Yeah. Whether it was Chris D'Elia or it was um uh Tignataro. But either way, I thought it was a I thought it was a, a, a pretty funny role and easily likable character too. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if there is uh I know there was a production still released of the cast with Chris Delia, uh, you know, with the cast. I'm curious. I'm trying to remember if he was actually in one of the trailers. No, he wasn't in the, he wasn't. I remember when the first trailer, because that first trailer launched with uh, the gambler. Yeah. So. Peters takes Ward to the Olympus Casino to retrieve Kate. Inside, Kate finds Gita and kills the infected Cummings. Zeus chases them onto Peters' helicopter, and Ward accidentally shoots Peters, causing the helicopter to fly haphazardly. They put that word in there. Mm -hmm. Zeus overpowers Ward and bites him. As the nuke destroys Las Vegas, Zeus is distracted by the bomb flash, and Ward kills him. The nuke shockwave caused the helicopter to crash, killing Peters and Gita. Kate survives and finds Ward, who gives Kate money to start a new life before turning into a zombie. Kate kills him and breaks down in tears as a rescue helicopter arrives. So all that bullshit about saving Gita was really all for nothing because she fucking died anyway. Yeah. Yep. It like you could have taken that entire you could have taken that entire thing just completely out of the fucking equation and mm-hmm. it would have changed this movie at all. But I think I like I said, I think that was the whole point that she was selfish and and stupid and it ended up costing her the life of the woman she was trying to save and her father. So that's again, that's her that's like what she's gotta live with now. I, I, I get the point. I just didn't like her character. Yeah. I like that even after Peter's was shot, she's still like cracking jokes. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can do a lot better. I'm shot. It's like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Like, 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 I thought the the fight in the helicopter between Batista and and, um, Zeus Zeus was really good, too. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, you know, Zack Snyder gets gets a lot of shit for, you know, using a lot of slow-mo. That's the only point in the movie he uses slow-mo is when Batista shoots him in the head. That's the only time in the movie. Uh, Wasn't the opening slow-mo with the credits? Um, well, I'm, I'm talking about, like, I mean, I mean, slow, I guess that doesn't I mean? count. That's the opening credits. That's, yeah. I mean, but yeah. I mean, like actual, like slow-mo zoomed in on a shot. That was like the only time he really used it. So I don't think Zach uses slow-mo that much. Yeah. It's, if I've anything, movies it's just, it more, it's, let's be honest. You know, every director has their, has mm-hmm. their trademark. Mm-hmm. So if Zach likes to use slow-mo, like you're really going to fucking hold that against him. Yeah. At least Zach's Listen, an auteur. I, Listen, I love Quentin Tarantino, but he doesn't need to show me feet every five minutes in his movies. Exactly. I mean, it's a trope. It's what it's what directors do. I mean, look yeah. at Spielberg. How many times has he changed it? How many times have, do we go from shot to shot with him with shit missing in the next scene? 
Yeah. It's like, uh, this was just now. here. This was just here, Steve. He's like, yeah, it's, it's funny, right? That's my little friend. Th- <laughs> my little friend thinks otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Think. Having survived the blast, Vanderhoe exits a vault with the remaining money and later rents a plane to take him to Mexico City. On the flight, he discovers that he has been bitten. Finn. Uh, I don't know how he didn't know he was bitten before. I'm curious to know when he actually got bit because if we watch that fight, it didn't happen. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, because I mean <laughs> Well, I'm excited for a sequel though, because he's or maybe he got or, or or maybe he got bit by one of the alphas like during that fight uh, in the vault area. Yeah, yeah, it had to have been. But we don't see it, so we don't know. I'm excited to see him as the protagonist antagonist antagonist. He'll probably be the primary antagonist. Yeah. yeah. For the sequel. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So not, so not only is Kate responsible for killing everybody that was on that mission. Uh, she's also responsible for whatever the fuck happens in Mexico city because of Vandero. So yeah, yeah she there's is. that. I mean, she, she could bear that responsibility. I hope she's not the, like the main protagonist. In the next movie, because I didn't like her character at all. But I don't think I, uh, she will be. I think it'll yeah. be another uh, John Cena. Oh fuck it! Don't don't you tease? Don't you tease me? Um. So out of ten, where we at? Out of ten, I'll give it eight and a half. I'll go. I'll I'll, I'll go solid eight. Um, because it was a, because it was a great movie. It was a great um. A great story involved, a lot of really good action. Character development was maybe a little weak, but yeah. we didn't need it for everybody. We really it's just got Batista. We got, you know, we got Batista, his daughter, and some other key players. Yeah. That was really all we needed. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, we didn't need to know everyone's backstory and the hows and whys. Totally. But I'm like I said, I didn't like everything with Kate, so I think that kind of so 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 that hurt that hurt my overall score. Yeah, um, I knocked I, I I drop it a little bit because I don't like Kate, and I did think it was a few minutes too long. Not a lot, not like oh it should have been cut down to two hours, but I think the movie was like um, <clears throat> let me see here. It was it two was. hours and thirty five minutes. Uh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. One hundred and forty eight minutes. Yeah. So um, I think if you would have cut it down to maybe like two twenty, it would have had a nice quick. Good, not I don't want to say quick, but you know, what I'm trying to say maybe just like shave like 10 minutes off of it. Um, it would have been like absolutely perfect, I think. Right. So, um, favorite scene, uh, favorite scene is actually when is, is when the tiger kills Martin. It's that's like my number two. If it weren't for the 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 casino lobby scene where Batista and, and the crew were just like running fucking rampant, murdering fucking zombies, uh, the tiger scene would be my favorite. Uh, least favorite scene? Probably anything involving Kate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm going mean, to give an honorable mention to another scene I really like. I really like the scene where they're standing in the connex waiting to enter Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. And then it opens up and it's like that you got that eeriness to it. You're like, ooh, fuck. Like you're entering a war zone. I, I really like that scene too. That's some good suspense building right there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my least favorite scene. It's not, I mean, it's it's basically just Gita telling Kate 
you know, oh, you you have to take care of my kids. And then she just ignores everything that was said and goes after Gita. And then Gita ends up dying anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, like, like that entire storyline around it was just, was pointless. I know, as you said, it's, it, it, it's Kate's burden to bear now because she's the reason why everyone died because of her selfishness. But that, I mean, if that was going to happen anyway, then there really wasn't any point to even bother with that storyline in the movie. You could have just had her wanting to tag along for, you know, for, for, for trying to get some closure with her dad or something like that. You mm-hmm. didn't need to involve anything with Gita, like, whoa, take over my kids or, or any of that bullshit. Like, it did, didn't need to be. You could have found some other reason for Kate to follow them in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah. So, that's Army and Dead, everybody. Yeah. Uh, forgive the no hint for this one because we said it on the interview of the vampire podcast that um, we were doing this. Yeah. So, so if you heard um, that, you already knew what we we're gonna do. So there's no point for the hint. Um. So a little, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, Dave Batista turned down the to do the Suicide Squad to do this movie. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he dodged a bullet. I think he dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah. He was in a better Suicide Squad movie. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, we, we reviewed the movie and we, we both gave a favorable reviews, but the movie hasn't. I don't hate the movie. It just hasn't aged well with me um, in just a matter of like two-ish months, you know. But um, and th- this movie itself had been in development since 2007. Um Zach had been trying to get this off the ground, but we all know Zach's problems with Warner Brothers. For some reason, they have an issue with him, you know, and clearly they don't know anything about the, I don't know how these people know anything about the business because they've driven off the probably the two best directors, modern day directors going right now with Nolan and Snyder. They're both gone from Warner Brothers. So, um, yep. And then um, Netflix bought this. And I think I've said it before in here Netflix, when they were buying, they were buying the rights to this. We're also trying to buy the rights to the Snyder cut. And I had also heard, I've said it before that they were, I've heard rumors that they were trying to buy rights to make the sequels to the Snyder cut as well. So, and then this is this, when that happened, that's what kind of tipped AT&T to be like, Hey, what's the Snyder cut? And that's how it got kind of got greenlit and stuff like that. So, yeah. but yeah, Zach had been trying to get this movie off the ground for years. And then when Netflix came in, they gave him complete creative control over the movie. And that's really how it should be with a director. I think, you know I mean? It's just, you know, directors shouldn't take their projects to movie studios and then movie studios butcher them, you know? Yeah. So, um, but overall, I, um, I really like this movie. Um, I'm still waiting for it to come out on home release. I'm surprised it has not been on home release yet because Netflix usually releases their stuff on um, physical media. Um, so I'm really surprised that it has not been released on 4k because I would love to add it to my collection. Yeah. And this so. probably look really good in 4k too. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I also saw, um, apparently a four pack of 4k movies being released. It's, uh, 1931 Dracula and Frankenstein and mm. the Wolfman and, uh, the invisible man all nice. going to fork all coming out to 4k this year. Oh, fantastic. I'm surprised the Mummy's not part of that, but yeah. Um, Either way, that's it. I mean, those movies were shot on like fucking rotoscope in 31. There's, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how good they're going to look in 4K, but we'll see what kind of restorations involved. So, yeah. 
It should look really good. Absolutely. I think I might pick those up from my collection, even though I think the living room TV might be 4K. But yeah, you need a 4K, 4K player, though. Yeah, yeah, we don't have a 4K player, so yeah, but it'll come with the Blu rays, though. Yeah, so but anyway, everybody, that is uh, as Army of the Dead. Um, like the once again, uh, let me update you guys on its current Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, it's a 67% for the critics and a 75% for audience. So not terrible scores. Um, I Again, I only give the Rotten Tomato scores for like current movies, you know, modern movies. I'm not going to yeah. give you the Rotten Tomato scores of like Dracula 1931. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's 100, so. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but yeah, so um, that was Army of the Dead. I'm glad we finally got to do it. It's been months and months in the can uh, of planning. And um, yeah, with this, um, this obviously, like I said before, this is Monday night we're recording this. Um, and this is going to go a lot. I'm going to post this tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, and then we, I think, are, I believe we're going to record, well, we are recording Biggie Garnergy Tuesday night. Chris will probably post that Wednesday or Thursday. And then George and I are going to record another episode of the multiverse. So this will be part nine of the six, six, six weeks of power, probably Wednesday for a Thursday po- uh, publishing. So, and then we'll be only one episode behind then and you'll get that next week as well. So, um, yeah. Far oh, out. Um, uh, looking at our past uh, schedule here, we bumped it for Superman the movie. Is that what it was? Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's here now, and it made sense because it's a zombie movie. So, mm-hmm. um, with that being said, everybody, George will probably once we lock down a movie for the for for Wednesday's recording, George is going to put that secret uh that 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 hint up. So that vague hint. That vague hint. So. Um, Enjoy, everybody. I've been Dean Holtzapple. I'm still George Rogers, and we will see you in the spooky horror verse. <gasps> My boo holes been spooked. Ah, gotcha. <laughs>